Welcome to Girl Talk with your host, Melissa Ann. Girl Talk is that show which discusses the real issues black women face being a mom, a dad, a wife, a girlfriend, a sister, a co-worker, a therapist, or whatever hat black women wear on any particular day. Why? Because black women are just dope. Without further ado, here is your host, Melissa Ann. Welcome to Girl Talk with your girl, Melissa Ann. Listen, we are in for a treat this evening. I can tell you already that these four men are clowns. So you are going to be in for a treat. But first of all, uh, we are my last session. We had women. So fabulous 50. Tonight we got finer than wine. We have men that are not necessarily 50, but aging gracefully. And if you think that all black men are non-existent, all good black men, all smart black men, all intelligent black men, all black men who are doing things do not exist. You are wrong and I'm gonna prove that to you tonight. So I cannot wait for us to have this conversation with these four men sitting here looking all delectable and late and I don't know, confused right now, but listen, (laughs) this crew is ready to rock. So what I want to do is allow each of them to introduce themselves. I'm going to start on my right. Michael, go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure thing. Uh, My name is Michael Beasley. I'm 46 years old. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, originally from Pennsylvania. And I work as a, a senior specialist solutions architect for uh, an automation product that automates the entire IT infrastructure. On the side, I'm building a couple businesses at this moment. One is um, what's called Amazon F- FBA. I sell some products on Amazon as well as I have a patent pending for an invention that I'm actually down to the very final stages of it. And so it should be launched sometime in 2022. So. That's what I'm talking about. Black excellence number one. All right. To my left day. Introduce yourself. Hey, <laughs> Dave Jermaine. I um, I'm in the DC metro area. I uh, I'm a cybersecurity engineer. Yeah, outside of DC metro area, prior military, and uh, just living and loving life. Well, thank you for your service. And uh, that's two engineers, huh? The ladies are always talking about you can't find good men. Two engineers we just spoke to. Kai. Hey, what's up, people? Good to be back. Good to be back. Kai Carr here. All the way from the A, up here with my brothers, my best friends, brothers from other mothers. I myself, I'm in IT as well. I sell the equipment that powers the internet. Also a veteran. So three of us actually on this as veterans. So myself, Day Day, and Michael, all three vets. We've been going to bring it tonight, people. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Top security of the world, Craig. Thank you for your service. And last but not least, Roosevelt. Thank you for having me. I guess you saved the best for last. I did. I'm, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Um, I have offices. I have offices in Greensboro. I'm, I mean, I live in Greensboro, North Carolina. I have offices in Greensboro, High Point, Winston-Salem. Um, I do a little consulting with a couple of different offices, uh, one in Atlanta, one in Florida. Um, I also do, a, I guess for lack of a better term, a side hustle. I do real estate. Um, that company, we buy, we sell real estate, and we also manage, um, we, we manage a lot of properties. Dang, three locations? Yeah. It's 20, it's 20, it's 2021, black people own stuff now. 
I'm just saying the the you know the stereotype out there is that there aren't any good black men and the black men are lazy and black men are this and I just want to prove the stereotype wrong and I think I have tonight so we could probably end this at this point but I want to get some information from you so as you gracefully age you know finer than wine what are some of the things that are top priority for you? What's top of mind for you? For me, I have um, goals of just um, breaking the narrative of, of what we uh, may have experienced when we were younger. So I know I grew up in a home that didn't really have much. <clears throat> so I wanted to have more. You know, they, you know, our, our family has struggled and fight some, you know, they're on the front lines of getting to get the equality and get the right to vote and fair, equal housing um, rights and things like that. They fought to have those things for us. And I have family members who <clears throat> may not have had the opportunity for those things. And so my goal was once I got out of my hometown and joined the military is I strive to um, live a, um, a better life to, and, and learn what I could to get to where I am today. So education, I think, is your uh, number one um, investment on yourself, for yourself. And um, I always share with many when um, I'm just talking about, you know, how to do better in life and some examples of, of things that, you know, you could do to make yourself better is I always start off with speaking about an education because that's one investment no one can take uh, from you. That's dope. Anybody else want to jump in? You know, like present day, I find myself uh, more concerned with uh, just being in the moment day to day and uh, concentrating on my relationships, the relationships that I have and making sure those are well maintained. And then uh, other than that, it's really just making sure that my financial future is secured. So looking forward towards retirement and not even just retirement, but the next five, 10 years, making sure that I'm I'm squared away so that I can do whatever I want to do without having to worry about financial constraints. I heard that, son. That's what I'm doing. I'm chasing. That's not, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Word up. I would say, I used, I used to say I'm chasing paper, but now I'm saying I'm chasing legacy. I agree absolutely with Derek in terms of what I'm chasing. I just turned 50 in October. That's all what's up. Good, all of you good people here helped me celebrate. So it was great. It was probably one of the best birthdays I've ever had. But, you know, as you age, you start looking at things differently. You know what I mean? You look, I, Me personally, I look at things in segments of time. And one of the questions I always ask myself is, do I have time for X? And if the answer is no... Or, Kai, do you want to wait on X? If the answer is no, then I know what my decision and choice has to make. But chasing, lip, chasing legacy, I want to make sure I leave some good stuff behind for uh, my kids and grandkids. So that's why I work as hard as I do to make as much money as I can, as fast as I can, while I can. You heard? That's what's up. That's what's up. Listen, I heard a few good nuggets in there. But first of all, before I ask about the nuggets that I heard from you guys, and Rosebud, I don't know, did you want to chime in on that question before I ask another one? Yeah, you, probably the biggest thing for me is, I'm like, like with what Day said, um, having good relationships is a must. And the reason why we all get together and we all, we all work together and around each other is that everyone's got a positive, positive message and a positive outlook. Because at the end of the day, um, money's great, 
Um, success is great too. But my whole thing is, is just, I would, I just like to create things. And the, the simple fact is, as African Americans, we don't get the chance to create. So that's why I don't mind creating this business, creating that business, creating this, making this better. Simply for the fact is, because um, we don't have a lot of that. And so my whole thing is, is that I do a lot of mentorship for a lot of kids. So, because what happens is they're not used to us creating a business. Because if you look at it, when you go to college, their whole goal is geared at teaching you to learn something to go work for somebody. They don't have entrepreneurial classes. Right. So what, what, the, what the funny thing is, is just that there are certain basic rules of business that we just don't have access to. So that's my big thing is I like to create and I love having people around me who are positive images. Because if you look at you look at Kai, you look at Mike, you look at Day, all these guys are moving in a positive direction. They're doing great things. So the good thing about it is, is that it's not so much a competition thing. It's just like, hey, these guys are doing well. I need to step up my game so I can keep up and do well also. Yeah, and that's great commentary because actually it rolls into my next question was, I've been around all of you. You have such a strong brotherhood. And that's the reason why I asked Kai to ask you know you guys if you would get on the show and kind of have this conversation because of the strength I saw in your in your brotherhood and the support that you show each other and Kai. So from a brotherhood perspective, what does that mean to each of you? What does that mean? Because for women, as you know, we're crabs in a barrel. Not to say some women don't have good strong backbone as their sisters, but a lot of times we're competing against each other. Do you see that with men or how do you how do you guys think about brotherhood? So I'll say I'll say this because this this question has come up a few times when I've talked to other people when they're they're describing relationships between women, you know, and their friends and they ask, are guys like that? I honestly don't know if all guys are, are like what I'm about to describe. But in our in our circle, we are loyal to each other and we also hold each other accountable. If somebody has something to say, it's not it's not to tear you down, it's to bring you up. When you're doing something great, each one of my, my brothers will are gonna give me a pat on my back about you know what, what I'm doing or what they think I'm doing or, or may throw some suggestions out and no one has any ill will. It's all positive impact. Or you know they're letting me know I don't I don't necessarily think that's a good idea or and this is why or uh, Michael I don't think you should have done that I don't think you should have handled that that way and this is out let's say it's outside of business it may have been something that I might have been angry about and how I might have uh, handled it which not not saying I'm a I'm a perfect man but I do have character there are some things I just won't do but sometimes you get mad and you you may do or handle something a little differently and so. Uh, Kai, Doc, or Day might might you know they might check me and let me know this isn't the way we do it you know this ain't this ain't how we get down so we hold each other accountable and we lift each other up and we all have seen each other's uh, each other grow so we've all been friends long enough where you, you know anybody who's watching this podcast get, gets a chance to see us um, at you know while we're peeking out and continuing to and to go up and getting better each year but you don't know that. You know, we we were all there when we were still, you know, going going through school or, you know, um, starting out in our jobs, um, right. just getting out the military together and things like that. So we we've been we've been each other's examples, and while we're encouraging one, we're also encouraging ourselves. So no one gets to really see all of that 
but that's that's what's different about or maybe the same with other other uh, brotherhoods but that's what goes on in ours we are really there for each other so this is a true friendship and we well we got we got 20 years right here that's so dope let's raise our glasses to y'all jokers i mean that was seriously very dope i think that and i i want the others to um answer a question as well but you don't see that a lot i'm not you know i'm a person that's very direct and while i lift others up if i find that sometimes if i tell someone the truth or directly tell them they get upset as far as women go but I don't, I don't, and I see like, you know, I know Kai's direct too. So I don't, I don't see that happening in your circle. I see that as you, like you said, like you embrace it and then you figure out, okay, maybe what's the next step for me. And you see it as helpful. Anybody else want to, to chime in on that? Yeah, I'll chime in. You got to understand, like I'm direct, Kai's direct. Mike, Mike is also direct and show his day, but you got to understand, you got to understand where it's coming from. It's not coming from malice. It's not right. coming from jealousy. It's all it's all from love. Because at the end of the day, you all want to see people do better. Right. Because you always want to see people be better than what they are. You know, we've all helped each other. Like when Kai was going to his promotion, he'd run it by all of us, his presentation for him to do that. See, that's a good sounding board because we're all invested in his success. So when you have someone who's pushing for you and wants you to be good, you know, Mike, Mike is on an upswing on his career. Day's doing well. When you see that stuff, man, that makes you just feel good. That you're like, man, this is the guys I'm running with. Man, I can't be behind. I got to do good. You know, it's just yeah. good to see people doing well. And right. it's good that you can help them do well. So we got 23 years between me and Mike. We got about 20 between me and Doc. And at least between 10 and 12 between me and Derek. So that's what, 60, what, 68 years, 65 well, years? How old are you, how old are you, Derek? 42. 41. So me and Derek 42. have 42 years. Me and Derek have 42 years because I know this wasn't mentioned, but Derek is actually my cousin. So ah, we, okay. we, we, we go way back. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> serious connection. Okay, that's dope. But the big picture is we all have been there for each other for a very long time, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and with that, and with that, you know, these, these guys uh, are a huge inspiration to me. As far as their success goes, yeah, there's no, there's no competition at all. It's inspiration. They showed me the way. I mean, not even just like on the strength of them doing well and doing well now. They've been doing well for a long time, but I have seen the, the ebbs and flows of, of success, you know, when things that weren't perhaps going so great and they've been in situations and have overcome those situations and risen to the heights that they're at now with the trajectory, you know, above and beyond. So it's all inspiration from over here. Y'all inspire me. Listen. Day came late. He was late as shit, right? <laughs> but he is dropping the nuggets that I can propel off of to ask the next question. Like, we needed him here. So, listen, Day, I'm going to start with you. What do those ebbs and flows look like, and how do you guys handle adversity? We always think men are strong. You know, I think the mantra is you're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to show weakness. How do you show when you're down in the valley? Like, how do you guys handle it? You just do it. I mean, the, the environment is already created. We have that safe place with one another. Now, jokes are going to come. There's going to be times for that and all of that. But 
still, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, if if I really need something, if I'm in a place where I need advice, I could go to these dudes for advice. And let and all I got to do is let them know, and then that that safe place will be right back where where it started from, and then I'll be able to spill my guts and get the advice I need to march forward. Yeah. How do you guys handle anybody else? Like, how do you handle adversity? Like, when tough times get tough. I've been through several layoffs. I mean, just just companies are what they are. I mean, we all try to strive to have our own. And though we make a lot of a company, we, we still are, are employed by someone. So you have to rely on, on what they're bringing you. So I've been through several layoffs. And there's there's been a time where I've lost almost everything I own. And I remember, um, you know, I was down to running out of food in my cabinets and Kai was was was, you know, trying to, you know, offer me stuff. And I, I just I wasn't very accepting of any help. I had to figure it out myself. But I must admit that if, if um, Kai and a couple of other of my homeboys, if they weren't like taking me out to eat and stuff, I completely ran out of everything. And it took Damn. me nine months that. So I've, I've been laid off. I've been laid off several times and and most times it, it hasn't always been that bad. It, it, you bounce back pretty quick. But there were twice where I've been laid off for one time was eight months and another time was nine months. And uh, the second time I just I had taken a job where I had a huge increase. So my my lifestyle changed. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing good. And when when things changed with that job, it, it re- I was much younger, but it affected me big time. I had to figure it out. I had to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And so to be honest with you, Kai had, so we both got out of military around t- around the same time. We worked on airplanes together. That's that's how we met, working in the aviation industry. Uh, he was in avionics, and I was what's called a sheet metal mechanic. But we were both aircraft mechanics. And Kai started going back to school, and I actually followed his footsteps to go back to school. And so what I want to say to everybody, you know, there were rough times, but my homeboys, my brothers are also my mentors and my examples to do better. So when he started going going back to school, not longer I started going back to school. When he got into IT, I followed my big brother's footsteps into IT and my little brother cuz Dave was already already in IT and he was coaching me too about what to do and telling me about what he does and at the time I was try- I was interested in, in in contracts with with the government I was trying to figure that out but my point is of all of that I still needed to figure it out I wasn't running back to Pennsylvania to go try to uh, see if my mom can help me out because people do and I use that as an example because people do that and maybe there's not nothing wrong with it but as a man you want to figure it out I think that's right. important that you don't want to you know, go move in with mom or move in with one of your friends. As a as a real man, I will crawl and figure out how I can get food on my table and how I can figure out how to pay my bills. And I actually went from, you know, making almost seventy thousand a year to nothing for nine months. And then I took a job that was making twelve dollars an hour. And another one of my boys got that job for me. He talked to the company, they hired me and what they did is they let me bring ideas in the company. We took a very small home theater company that was making 250000 a year. They let me bring my ideas into the company. And within uh, uh, 10 months, we went from 250000 a year to 980000 that first year I was working there. 
And, and I think part of that kind of kicked off the idea of getting into sales, getting into business, understanding, you know, a lot of businesses, you don't necessarily need to be the expert in what you're doing. You just need to know how to hire people or, or get yourself around people who understand what you're doing and learn from them. Yeah, and I think a lot of part of a big part of that's what you're saying is transferable skills, right? You got to understand what your transferable skills are that when and you know, I'm a single mother and always have been. So I've been through adversity. I know what it means to open up a refrigerator and there's there's nothing in there. As the time I had to send my daughter back to New York cuz I didn't have money to feed her. So I and like you said, you keep going. You I didn't want to go back home. You know, I had to to keep going. So I think understanding what your transferable skills are, knowing that you have, you can get past the adversity and not give up was a big piece that I saw there. Is there anything else that anyone else wants to add on? Like, how do you, how do you use your strength to overcome your adversity? You know, these guys are my strength. Mm, that's deep. One thing I had to learn, because as black men, you said it perfectly, Melissa, when you said, you know, I was raised to, you know, never let them see you sweat. You know what I mean? Failure is not an option, which is completely unrealistic, right? So as black men, we're taught to not, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from a woman, well, I didn't think you had feelings. I'm like, chick, right. I'm a freaking human. Of course I have we feelings and emotions. Though. But I know, but because how we're raised, you know, this, you, you put in how we raised, then you factor in society, macho, macho man. You know, never going to let them see me cry. Never going to, you know. So all that stuff plays a factor. So I had to learn to get out of that, to break out of that mindset of I, I can't let my boys see me sweat. These these dudes, these dudes love me. Why can't I? If if I can't be real with these dudes, who can I be real with? That's right. We, That's we, right. We all we got, right? So mm -hmm. I had to learn that instead of retreating and going into my cave and going into hibernation. No, I need to come out and holler at my boys. That's right. I try to leverage 100% of my intellect and willpower when I can split it up 25% per black man. That's dope. And by the way, We All We Got t-shirts are available at dbabydesigns.com. That's dbabydesigns.com. We All We Got. No, what Kai's saying is, is trite. It's true. Because whenever the good thing about it is sometimes you may not need help, but sometimes it's just good to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'll just call Mike. And we just we just chop it up, talk about some stuff. Mike tells me the stuff he's doing. And I'm like, okay, good. And then believe it or not, sometimes just talking to these guys, I get ideas on how to do stuff in my business. And sometimes it's just good to bounce stuff off of people. And yeah. then, like I said before, you know, it's always good to bounce something off somebody, and they'll say, hey, that's not bad, but this is what you might want to do. And that's where the constructor's criticism helps you out. It's not to denigrate your idea but to say hey it's a good idea but here's the pothole in it how can you correct the idea to make it work yeah and i find and quite honestly like i i could be my most vulnerable with kai there's not any i don't have many girlfriends that i could be vulnerable with that i could and a lot of it is because you have to have a peace of mind that you could trust that person and that they're not gonna take whatever you say and run with it and then play the telephone game and then it comes back to you all misconstrued. And so for me, trust is important and I see trust 
in this group of men here where you guys have a devotion to each other. You count on each other. It's a brotherhood. It's a true brotherhood. But I want to talk for, for a moment about the stereotype because what you've displayed here and what you've had, what we've conversed about here, people say don't exist. All the men are in jail. There's no good men out there. If they are out there, then they're taken. There's four of you on this call right now that have totally dismantled all of the stereotypes that we hear. And you talk about businesses. Roosevelt has like three damn offices and a side hustle is selling real estate. And you're telling me that you, that you don't exist. You're, you are a unicorn. How do you guys feel about those, those stereotypes? Everybody here is doing stuff. And the funny thing is we're trying to dispel those myths. Um, Cause a lot of things that we do, like I do a lot of outreach. I know Kai does outreach, Mike does outreach and Derek does outreach. We go out there and tell the people and we show people, Hey, this is possible because unfortunately, um, usually when African-Americans, when we do something good, we keep it a secret instead of showing everybody the secret. Yeah. Because what happens is that if you ask me, I'll show you, I'll break down business for you, I'll break down everything for you to say, hey, this is what you need to do. And because what happens is no one, no one was there to show it to me. Right. I mean, I've, it took me a long time to learn that hard lesson. So, right. but the thing is though, because when you're around guys like this, I mean, the learning curve drops dramatically. Yeah. Because everyone's either been through it or they can give their, um, give their little of experience. Is it actually a stereotype? Or is it reality? It's a stereotype because thinking of uh, of our history when we were brought to this country as slaves, as breeders, as um, we 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 rape, um, we do you know do this and that. All that started from was uh, there were stereotypes that were that were used politically to to win, and so um, they just carried on through the years. And sorry to go back that far, but the point is 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 a lot of the stereotypes continue to move forward, um, moving forward into like our music and stuff like that. All, all I'm gonna use rap music for example. All rap music isn't bad, but there were there were. I remember when De La Soul tried to make a comeback, but the media wasn't gonna let them come out. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, but they're not gonna let let it make it to mainstream because what's selling is this crazy mess that you hear that's making um, that's on the on the radio now. So and I'm, I'm slipping off on that just to say. That there's plenty of us good ones out there. Um, there's plenty of 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 of, of African American African American men that are trying to um, you know do better. They're they're represented great representatives of our race, but you know they're not going to make the the news and stuff because you know we're how we're portrayed across everything. And there's plenty of us that exist. A good black men. That's not brand new. That's not a new thing. That's just. A new, a new fad that's up and coming. We always been here. I know that's right. I haven't. I mean, it's gonna say I haven't run across any, but I'm, I'm just gonna say. That. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know what I think. I think. I think part of the problem is and this. This isn't a popular opinion, but I don't. I don't think it's in vogue. I don't think. A, I don't think a, a positive black man is is a, is in vogue, and I don't think it has been ever. And I think a lot of people feed into the. Uh, the negative images because they get they get more they get more positive feedback from from that portraying that negative image i agree i mean you gotta look at it it's, it's not glamorous to pay your mortgage it isn't but then you got also and here's a million dollar question because we could start to wrap up here but the million dollar question is 
you have women that want you for you, but then you have those women that want you for what's in your pockets, right? So you have to be careful of that as well. But the million dollar question that everybody's going to want to know is I'm assuming that none of you are married and that you're single. And so what do you look for in a woman? I mean, all the qualities that you're looking for in a woman. Does she got to have a big booty like Beyonce and make the same amount of money as you? What are you looking for when you're looking for a woman as someone that you're dating? Not even marriage, but someone that you're you're dating. I think, um, and, and to qualify that is sometimes as women, we get that confused. But we don't ask the question of what you're looking for. We just assume, and then we're dating you, and you're looking for something different. So what is it that you're looking for? I I need someone who I can trust their opinion. I need someone who understands that I, too, am human and that I, too, have feelings. Therefore, I have emotions. Therefore, I express. And I have the right to be heard just as much as anybody else. I think that whole notion of men don't have emotions, men don't have feelings, it's baloney. We do. We're, we're all emotional creatures. Therefore, we have feelings, we have emotions, and we just want to be heard. All right. Fair. I think there's a lot of things, and I, and I think that, if I could be honest, every, every relationship is an experience, and you learn you learn with everyone what um, everyone that you went through each one that you went through you learn what you actually need i definitely need someone who's intelligent as far as money goes it's a tricky question because i don't i don't need you to be wealthy but i need you to be doing something for yourself because i, I don't want to be anybody's meal ticket and i and i I'd, I'd like you to have some kind of inspiration uh, aspirations so, you know, what do you aspire to do? Even if I met a woman who didn't have an, a degree, I, because I'm so big on education, and it doesn't, you don't even necessarily need to have a bachelor's per se or, or um, you know, a master's or an MBA or, you know, a doctorate degree, but are you learning how to start a business? Are you learning how to perfect whatever craft you're doing? as opposed to someone who's just like, you know, this is what I do. And I'm just looking for a man to take care of me because I, I do come across quite a few women who want to be a housewife. And that, that's not, that's not my goal in life to be taking care of someone. Yeah, um, no, that shit is right. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's also um, things like loyalty. Um, I'm learning a new level of loyalty, loyalty that I've never really looked for before. And that goes as far as me paying attention to your friends. Like, are they going to hold you accountable for some of the things you do? Um, if you do something that is uh, inappropriate, are your friends going to check you? Because my friends will. My, all my boy, all my homeboys. Would I don't if, know if that's if, fair. Because some women are afraid to check their friends. They don't feel like it's their business. Okay, some but friends I'm, stay I'm, out of their business. I'm saying for the for the woman who would be in my life. If she's out there um, chit-chatting with, with other men and they know where it's going and they just sit back and chit-chat with their, with their friend, not in a way where it's just friendly. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about re it really leading to something 
where you're getting yourself into in, into a, a tricky situation. I want I want I'd like to have a woman in my life where her friends will hold her accountable. Like, come on, you got a good man. What are you doing? You gotta have permission for that though. Like me and you, Mike, we gave each other permission to do that. You know, me know. and Doc, we gave each other. So I get where Melissa's coming. I get where you're coming from, Mike. But okay. I also see the other side of it, where because you know, me and you experienced it with each other. Yeah. Where it was like we we saw that we both were making a mistake, mm-hmm. but he grown, I'm grown. As long as he happy, I'm supporting my boy. But then we had to come to terms with like. Yo, did you see me making him? Did you see me fucking up? Yeah, I did I'm not even talking about that, Kai. I, 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 that's that's even different. I'm t- I'm straight up talking about if you know I'm out and you know I'm taken. I promise you this: no woman would have a problem with having a man who's not going to ever cheat. Number one, and or having a problem with a man who has friends that would be like, man, you got a good woman at home, man. Why are you doing that? I don't think any no. woman would say. I don't think any woman would say, I don't want that man. That's not the man I want. Am I am I correct? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you have a good woman, you won't have to worry about her outside talking to other men. So her friends won't have to intervene mm. because she's not going to she's not going to cheat on you anyway. If she knows you're a good man, she's not going to be out looking for other men. Is what I'm trying to say. So her friends won't have to intervene anyway. If she's a certain type of woman, then her friends already know she's that certain type of woman. So she's not, they're not going to say to her, to her, you got a good man at home because they know what type of chick she already is. If that makes sense. You don't. It does make sense. Right, right, right. Exactly. I don't. See, that, that goes back to what we said before. Because, I mean, you always want people to give you positive image, positive role models, uh, positive influences. And my whole thing is, is just that if you see your boy going down a bad path, it's your job to help him get back on the right path. Now, I don't, I, I can't speak for all women because I don't know how women do all those things. I just know how I do with these guys. Or sometimes they do it with me. Like Kai's checked me a couple times. Mike has checked me a couple times. If they see you going down a bad path, it's their job to help you say, hey, man, you might want to, you know, pull back you know because we've all done things that i've been upset at him he's been upset at me that and the other thing but it just goes like that i mean but at the end of the day you want somebody who's going to help you get better not mm. worse that's what mike's saying mike's yeah. saying he, wa- he wants your friend he wants your the, the girl's friends to be like hey this is what's going on do better don't yeah do this. i get it but i'm just saying in most instances if a good woman has a good man they won't have to be because she's not going to do that anyway what it boils down to, if, if a person is a person of morals, ethics, and character, they won't do that regardless of who their friends are. Even if their friends are the ones who appear pressuring them into doing something questionable. Yeah. The person's character has to show up at that point. Yeah. And also, if I mean, women won't say anything if they know that the man ain't shit. So if she's out and they know the man ain't shit and she's checking other dudes, they're not going to say anything. I think we could debate that for a t- for a long time, but anybody- we don't need to debate that. That's just that's just what I'm looking what I'd be looking for. That ain't nothing debatable. But there are other things besides that that I, that I would look for in a good woman. Also, just as important is I would want a woman in my life that actually inspires me and stands behind me with the goals and things that I have. Every idea that I've ever come up with hasn't been great, but instead of telling me I'm you know, I don't think that's a good idea. You you don't really, you don't. That's not your strong point. 
you know, work with me on some ideas. Um, show me that you have some too and be supportive. There are, there are other plenty of other things that I look for to that would that would me um, that would put me in a position to bring that woman closer to my to my heart. That makes sense. Good stuff, Mike. Anybody else? Hey, you got to I want to hear some love nuggets, son. Drop some uh, love I got, nuggets. I got you. I live for the I live for the mind, body and soul. Right. So anybody I'm with intellectually, we have to be there. Spiritually, we have to be there. Mm-hmm. And physically, we have to be there. And it looks different um, from relationship to relationship. So I can't call it. I can't say exactly what it is I'm looking for. But I know it when I see it. I Aww. agree with that, too. So you're looking for magic? <laughs> nah, not magic. I'm looking for reality. Reality. Well, in reality, you got you to gotta have some negotiables and some non-negotiables. I can tell you what my negotiables and non-negotiables are. Oh yeah, we could definitely get down to the nitty gritty. I was I was talking okay. about like what high level. What is it? What is it? Do you give me, well, well, that's what the women want to hear. Now we'll, we'll see. Well, I'm a 50 year old. I'm a 50 year old man who has four kids and six grandkids. So kids are that's non negotiable. Like I, we can't say as a man, I, don't, I really don't know what I'm looking for. Nah, dude, you kind of do. We yeah, but I think that's the disconnect because somebody is going to say I could change his mind. That that's how women go in a relationship. I could change him. I could change his mind. He don't really mean he don't want any more kids. He'll want some later. You know what? That's where people have to listen. Communication is really big. Because when one guy tells, like Kai just told you what his deal breaker was. And for you to go in there and tell him, okay, yeah, you, you guys, you go in there, you start meeting, you start dating. And you say, hey, I want to have, have a church full of kids. That guy told you when he met you, he didn't want no kids. And now, a year down the line, you're all mad, you're all upset. I wasted a year on you when he told you right off the bat what he's looking for. Exactly so my right. whole thing is, a, a lot of these women got to listen. When someone tells you something, you have to listen. And sometimes they don't like to listen. So if he just told you what his deal breaker was, and you, you come back and say, well, I'm ready to go have some kids, he's like, yo, I'm done. Yep. I know in the past I've said stuff like that, like there's been deal breakers, you know, like, oh, yeah, I would never, I would never. But then, you know, time goes on and you run into somebody and you're like, eh. Or you find out a little later, you might find out instead of a weekend, you might find out like three months in, you know, and it's like, ah, it's not as bad. So, like, yeah, I guess, but I, I guess we're talking about present day, so. We're a little yeah. bit more mature now, and we know what we want and what we don't want. It makes sense. Uh, everybody has a set of non-negotiables and negotiables. Yeah. If you I don't, mean, if you don't have them, you I should have non-negotiables. Yeah, I definitely have non-negotiables. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they aren't—they aren't real crazy though. Derek, I know you have no non-negotiables. Oh, what are you trying to say? You got a laundry list of things. <laughs> I, I, we talked. Uh, you got a laundry list of things. I was complaining <laughs> about stuff. <laughs> like, and I don't so like this you, and I don't like that <laughs> that's exactly like what you do like <laughs> that so last question last question I talked about the non-negotiables and my last question is there I've heard myself but there are like you know, everybody's a philosophist on on social media now. So there is something out there saying that men know within the first six months whether or not they want to marry a woman. 
And if you if they're you know dragging you along years into the relationship, they don't really want to marry you. Is that true? Yeah, six months is not. You're not gonna find somebody out in six months. No, I mean, okay. I, I don't that's think just you, not realistic. It's not. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's that's, that's like those um, internet things. You drink um, apple cider and you're gonna be thin. That's not. That's not real. Meeting someone in six months and you're gonna find out. I mean, six months. Most women are on good behavior that long, and then that's after the, six months, they, they they lose their good behavior after that. That's the impersonator for the first six months. The impersonator yeah. does not show. The impersonator shows up for the first six months. Then the true colors come out, and that's for yeah. men too. I'm a I'm myself from day one. I think it would be better to turn it up. Whatever you are, just turn yourself up <laughs> by like 10, 20, maybe a thousand percent. Yeah, I don't disagree with At you. First. But it don't always happen. And I, I, I feel like it's longer than, than six months. I, God, I dog, really? Much, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's much longer before you see the real you. The impersonator stays longer yeah. than six months? Yeah, I do. I do. So let me say this too. There's nothing wrong with waiting. I am a, a newly divorced man. So... I am uncomfortable with discussions of marriage and children too early. Mm. I, I want I want to go through. Let me get to know you. Mm-hmm. That's not. And I, I right now I'm feeling like you know it's 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 not in the future because I just been through a traumatic experience. I like being single. I like not answering no one. Um, I love my house. I love not worrying about cleaning up with someone or worrying about things like you know, what we having for dinner tonight because apparently women get stressed out about stuff like that i don't i don't care it doesn't what i eat isn't 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 my uh isn't like a big problem to me we'll, whatever it is we'll eat but i don't i don't want to have an argument because we don't know what to eat so but i say all that is because being being single it is it's comfortable it's it's you don't worry about stuff like that. Will that will that be forever? I honestly don't know. You know I don't want to have discussions of of marriage and children's too early because sometimes for women that leads to you saying they take it as a promise that it's going to happen. So I, I like to say I don't know. I want to get to know you and let's take it from there. That's just where I'm at. And you know, for for some women that is that they're uncomfortable hearing that. For others, they they understand. I think more so if someone is older and maybe married, they they will more likely understand it. Sometimes others will not. But you know, let's grow together. Let's just start with that. That's what I like to say. Got it. Well, listen, I've had a great time with you guys. I hope you did as well. I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk more about any of your businesses that you want to promote. You don't have to, but if you want someone to reach out to you anywhere, people can reach you. Um, I'll give you the opportunity now. So who wants to go first? Yeah, Doc needs to promote his shit, man, because I watched this dude grow from a little cardboard box in the corner of a gym to his empire that he has now. So you got to say something, brother. And his his practice is revolutionary. He's revolutionizing the chiropractic industry. Oh, you're a chiropractor too. Black people don't even go to the chiropractor. Come on. (laughs) They better start going to this dude in North Carolina, son. You know what? The good thing is I've been blessed and some things have worked out my way real well. Um, We have offices. um, We do a lot of different things. We have chiropractic. We do physical therapy. We do a lot of concussion stuff, neuropathy. 
Um, we do a lot of nutritional counseling. I, I, have a, I have a pretty good, I have a really good staff that helps me out with that. And then with the other offices, um, I work with two other doctors. Um, the good thing about running a business is that I've learned um, it's not so much being the boss, it's just um, it's being able to run a team. And as long as everyone's part of a team, things get done a lot better. And so, and that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, the biggest thing is, is just not, everyone always thinks being a leader means you have to know everything that's going on. That's not what it is. Being a leader just means you make decisions. And then once you make a decision, if it's good, you keep rolling with it. If it's bad, you change it so it does start rolling. Mm -hmm. Because that's probably the biggest thing I've learned. Preach. And, um, and you know, but, but and when you have when you have three businesses and you do that. Now with my real estate business, I do the same exact thing. Um, I, I hired a person to manage all the properties. Um, and then what happens is, and then at the end of end, end of every month, she reports to me and tells me what I need to do, what's going on, what's going on here, what's going on there. And then we make decisions. So that way, I'm not doing the day-to-day -day stuff, but any big decisions, I'm still involved. And then what I do is I also have good contractors. And the good thing about that is that when you have contractors, they're part of your team. And, you know, there's certain things you do to keep those guys in, in line and in task, you know, and you have to develop that team. You have to develop good relationships with these guys. Make sure they're happy. But also, you got to make sure that um, they also know that you're the boss. That's probably the biggest thing. I know that's right. So, so they can reach you out where? <laughs> um, my, my, <laughs> office, my, my office is going to be Health First. <laughs> health First, our, our um, website is HS Triad, and our phone number is 336-235-4022. But it's Health First of Greensboro, Health First of Winston, and Health First of um, High Point. That's dope. All right. Mike, we're going to be looking out for your patent. Where you going to blow up if you hire and come get out how I work for you. All right. That sounds good. Thank you, all of you. Dope men. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, viewing it on YouTube, we have dismantled the stereotypes of black men. Um, there's some four powerful men on here. I really, really enjoyed t talking to you. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And as always, I see you because I am you. You have just listened to the Girl Talk podcast with your host, Melissa Ann. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Until next time, remember, I see you because I am you.